0: Turn welcome back. i turn Mike with turn the Turntable turn Class is officially turn in session. turn 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 we are here for another album review with our very good friend, Odins. Odins, how you doing today, my man?
1: Wonderful. Wonderful, ready to go, ready to rock.
0: Great to have you back. I'm so glad we are able to do our fourth album review together. Uh, anybody that gets the first three, make sure you go back and check those out. Those are available on YouTube and uh, all of our podcast streaming services wherever you get podcasts. Uh, we did Kanye West, Jesus is King. We've done Kid Cudi Man on the Moon. Our third was Frank Ocean, Blonde, and then finally today we have Tyler the Creator, Cherry Bomb. We've been talking about this one for for a couple of uh, album reviews now, and I'm I'm glad we we're uh, getting the chance to really talk some Tyler the Creator right now. He's an artist that I've always been super intrigued by. Uh, I know he's both on our our walls right now. You got oh Eagle. yeah, I got, I got uh, Flower Boys. So clearly, I don't know, you know what that says about what our favorite Tyler the Creator albums might be, but. Yeah it'll be interesting to see where cherry bomb kind of sits uh so for you who like i know we always we kind of this is our intro we kind of always talk about this before we jump into the album but you know what's been your overall experience with tyler
1: the creator and you know where did you first hear him um i first heard tyler um through the song yonkers i saw the i saw the music video on mtv now this is when mtv was popping so i saw the music video i was like what this kid just ate a roach, but this music sounds great. And then I did did a little uh, bit of a deep dive, um, and then I saw that he had a mixtape and that he was a part of this huge collective. And I heard the song "She," if I'm not mistaken, with Frank Ocean. And then I heard "Bastard," and then I heard "Goblin," and goblin. then I he- Goblin and then Bastard, right? Bastard then Goblin. Yeah, Bastard then Goblin, and then. Ever since then, I've been hooked. <laughs> I've been hooked on Tyler. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tyler, the the best thing about Tyler to me, and that he actually, and I've referenced him that he said this in the past, that Tyler's one of those artists that says, you know, he'll never recreate another album. And I've always respected him for that, and and, and feel that way for sure about his discography. I feel like nothing he's done sounds like the album that came, you know, after it. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Mm-hmm. Sound similar. They all kind of stand alone. And he said this too. He's like, hey, if you liked Goblin, go listen to Goblin. I'm never going to make another Goblin. And I feel like he has had this kind of interesting progression. Like, if, if you listen to his discography, you go Bastard, Goblin, The Wolf, to Cherry Bomb, I believe was the, was mm-hmm. that, followed by Flower Boy, Igor. The progression has been so, I think, uh, amazing but also unique in, in its outright. I, I don't think I would have thought that when I heard, first heard Bastard and first heard Goblin that Tyler would be at this point in his career. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't think he'd be here, just mm-hmm. uh amongst some other things as well. So I, I'm definitely, you know, really interested to dive down into Cherry Bomb today, which is an album I kind of, in Tyler's discography, kind of honestly forgot about really i mean I, I remember listening to it when it came out uh i haven't gone back to it a ton uh so this was kind of an interesting listen to kind of come back about five years later and, and really listen to this uh I, I do believe it came out about this time five years ago too if yep I'm,
1: 2015
0: yeah and it came out in june i believe it was a june yep.
1: i'm not mistaken I'm june gonna, may something like that, something like that. I'm,
0: yeah i'm gonna confirm that but uh, just to, in terms of uh, cherry bomb, uh, definitely an interesting. You know, you were like kind of big on you wanted to do this. So, how, uh, what was the what was the reasoning behind you know definitely wanting to? Review
1: I was cherry like, um, this is this is his Jesus. This is his speeding bullet to what heaven by Kid Cudi. What was it? It's, the, a- it's like one of those kind of transitional albums that always gets swept under the rug because it's not you know. Too appealing. It's all the sounds are all over the place and all this stuff. Too much experimentation. But for me, like this album is super important because if we did not get Cherry Bomb, this kid would he wouldn't have made Flower Boy up until now. He definitely would. Igor, he definitely wouldn't have made Igor for sure. So I think this this album was definitely important to his progression. Just like as an overall. Musician, because of all the sounds that he was playing with, and all the very difficult topics that he was tackling on here. There's
0: a lot of that. So there's a ton to break down. I can't wait to dive into it. We're gonna go track for track as we all here, and yeah, we'll start with our first track here, "Death Camp," featuring Cole Alexander. Odin's talk to us about "Death Camp."
1: Dude, listen, "Death Camp" is an amazing intro. I do not. I don't care what anyone has to say about Cherry Bomb. Well, I do care. But for me, Death Camp is the perfect start. It's the perfect start to the album because he's right off the bat, he's giving us a completely different sound. There's like these screamo rock metal elements on here and he's giving us these rap flows, which are phenomenal, honestly, on top of very obscure kind of rap and hip hop production. But the thing is, it's not rap and hip hop. This is not that, this is literally a rock song and he's rapping over it, so. Yeah, no,
0: the, the hard guitar chords, they're very rock-influenced. It comes in right away. It's right in your face. There's really no progression to it. It just kind of starts. Uh, I like the experimental nature of it, for sure, too. This is certainly a sound that Tyler hasn't played with, really, up until this point, even though, you know, he's been considered somebody that's been very, I would say, experimental to this point. Oh, you know, yeah. the albums certainly were, in their own right, very dark and eerie, and, and oh, they yeah. always of just weird undertone with a lot of them but they were never really rooted in this this rock they were usually more played with in terms of like with synths and Mm -hmm. contrasting keys and things like that i i'm impressed with what tyler does out the gate with this song and then in coming back to it uh it really kind of shows the artistic nature of him Um, i think it's almost it's interesting now going back to it after flower boy and igor and seeing his artistic progression in those two albums particularly because, and then I think a song like this makes a ton of more sense to me. And it actually really proves even more to me how much of an just an incredible artist that that Tyler is and how you know he's very versatile in some of the sounds that he can use. Uh his delivery, and I agree with you, his delivery and flow on here are absolutely insane. I like kind of the instrumental change and in breakdown with the cowbells. I think it's a nice addition uh when he gets to those points in in the song that are a little bit more like with the hook. I think that's yeah. that, those sounds work well and they contrast super well and bounce well off the rock. And he does this here in a very creative fashion. And I, and I think it's, and I want to commend him for that hundred percent on the song. I think it's, it's a really solid opening and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it going back to it. I was like, yep. Okay. I remember this song. And I think this was, you know, a song that maybe I overlooked in Tyler's discography as, as one of his better, at least better opening tracks, if not yeah. his better tracks, you know top half at
1: least you know uh, throughout his discography so that's how nah, it for sure for sure if i like if if someone was like oh um what song should i listen to first on cherry cherry bomb the first thing i would say is don't even listen to the album because tyler did something phenomenal where he released the album and the instrumentals i would be like you know what just go listen to the instrumentals first And then listen to the album, because I feel like if people are just coming into this Tyler, the creator album and they got exposed to Tyler, the creator through like Igor or um, Flower Boy, they're going to be like, "Mm -mm." they're going to be like, yeah, I don't like this at all. So I think it's important to because Tyler does a lot of speaking through the beats. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's actually a really good point. That's a point that I, I, I had as well, for sure, is that. A lot of times on this album, I'm, I'm going to probably say this a couple of times. It, it pops up definitely a few times in the discography. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Just in my opinion, Tyler, much like Kanye West, I think has done this in the past as well as using, you know, the vocals as instruments. Literally, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, that the vocals a lot in, the, in a lot of these songs are there as an instrument rather than a compliment to the instrumentation for to talk about something you know, grin. There are, there are definitely some themes in this album for sure. I'm not to say that there isn't, but, um, sometimes his vocals mix in, blend in so much with the instrumentation where you, his vocals are definitely never the forefront in a lot of these songs. And, and I think that that was done purposefully, I think for sure. Uh, you know, and Tyler is one of those artists, he's done things purposefully all the yeah. time, like he's been a purposeful artist with a, with a lot of his sounds. And, I agree if you haven't heard like with us like hearing yonkers and bastard and goblin for really the first time that being our or opening to tyler if you don't have that groundwork with tyler this won't this album may not make a ton of sense and isn't a great place to start i feel i'm agree with you this is definitely his yeezus this is definitely like his outlier um yeah but anyway the next track is buffalo with shane powers and uh how did you feel about about this this
1: song? This song is interesting to me, but I want I want to hear your take. I think this is where the um those themes start coming into play. Um in in terms of like the sonics and just how he plays with like the vocals and stuff and just some of the instrumentation. Like on the background of this beat there's like a little bit of innocence on here because of the ch- the children cheering in the background. And I think that's one of the themes that we have to really pay close attention to just innocence throughout the duration of this project. But um I thought the uh the lyrics are pretty abrasive. Like he just came out like he, he like he came out hard on, on on like just some of the things that he was saying and his flow his uh his rap delivery as well. So I mean the track overall it's a solid track and Honestly, it does feature his signature sound on here too—the one that he's kind of been working on for a little bit. Some of the sounds that we do get on Igor, and a little bit of that stuff on Flower Boy. So, yeah,
0: this track was interesting, man, because it reminded me immediately. Uh, actually, uses the exact same uh, Bunny Sigler sample that Pusha T used mm-hmm. on the "Board" from uh, his album uh, "My Name Is Mindy" from mm-hmm. my 13. Uh Tyler does the, takes this sample and uh, you know he definitely makes the, the just the whole instrumental a lot more dynamic. He does a lot yes. more, but like he like he add, like for example he adds like a lot of those you know odd future like spacey synths that really were like a staple for their early you know early sounds. Um, I almost prefer Numbers on the Board a little bit more though, unfortunately just just for the for the reason why I think that the simplicity of that song. You know really brought pushes bars to the forefront in that particular yeah. song. This is right at that point where I was talking about just on this last the last song is that his vocals seem to get a little bit you know drowned by a lot of the all, all the instrumentation that's happening right now and it feels very jumbled to me and there's a lot there's just almost too much going on. Um, mm. I almost mm. like, I like the intro a lot better uh, he tends to have this sort of progression in a lot of these songs I, I've come I'm, I'm tend to finding where they're a little bit abrasive at first and then they kind of transition into this like very lush neo soul or this album to me, in my opinion, almost seems like it was him trying to flesh out what flower boy and Igor ended up being like the first half. A lot of these songs are more Igor ish. And then the second half were a little bit more synonymous with Flower Boy, and I'm and I'm actually, you know, seeing this now. Like I said, I think this was him trying out these sounds. I don't think he executes them all the way like he does on Flower Boy and Igor. But having said that, you know, I think him trying it, you're right. This was his moment to really sort of shift in, in his career. I think artistically. So. You know, I do prefer numbers on the boards a little bit more. I, I think it, I think the outro I like a lot better. I I, I find his his uh, you know his his lyrics a little bit more audible in the back half. Um, it just takes a little bit too long for me to really get going. I don't love this song. Like
1: I almost think he added too much. Too much. I feel you. I I I I mean, he did add a lot to the production, but I think just the way everything sounds it was kind of like not lo-fi but it was a little bit gritty kind of messy almost and i think he kind of did that on purpose because of like what he's trying to fulfill on this album like the point that he's trying to 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 push across no so, I, I
0: no i hear you i think i think that innocence factor i think that actually gives it a lot of context because it it really makes it seem as though this is just you know, almost not. I shouldn't say a kid's effort, but like, you know, if somebody that wasn't, you know, familiar with making the, this type of music, what would it sound like? You know what I mean?
1: Someone that's almost immature in the way, in the almost the music trying to make. Yeah, like exactly. Like he's kind of in this immature state where he's like, he's like very close to being grown, but he's like missing a few things. Mm-hmm. So. no, I, I totally agree. For and. For me this the
0: album really doesn't like the first leg of the album where i'm really starting to get very into it is the next track pilot um it really hits like a first stride for me on this on this particular song with with city uh, i think this song is super cool i like i love the deep drums the thick bass on this tyler's megaphone vocal effect actually i think works very well with this uh style of beat i don't think unlike buffalo uh, Pilot has a lot less going on in the production, and I think it really actually works to its favor. less is more in this sense one hundred percent and uh, you know and then he adds a lot of like light synths and keys that like blend very naturally into like this mm-hmm. new whole second ha- uh, outro or like second half of the song with uh, some angelic vocals from Sid um, It feels grand it feels palpable there 's like it really feels as though there 's a real genuine transition. Mm-hmm. With- in the middle of this song, it's not abrupt. You can really hear it. I find it quite poignant. Really, I think it's one of the better moments on the album. And I love his refrain in the back end of it, where he's saying, "I'm in first class when I feel like coach." So it's almost kind of adding to your, you know, uh, your theme that you're kind of attaching to Tyler's creator, uh, Cherry Bomb, right now, which is that innocence factor that, you know, or even just like, you know, he almost feels an inadequate, like he's being pushing this light where it's like oh like you know Tyler the creator is one of the next great artists and he's like i don't feel like i'm there yet and yeah, now I... that we have
1: flower boy we have igor we see it oh yeah definitely and he needed this transitional moment but but this track uh pilot right yes yeah so i i definitely agree with everything that you said i like the the just the dynamic nature of the production and i like that innocence in the vocals within the like latter half of the of the track so like we said that is consistent throughout and it's consistent throughout and prominent for a reason so yeah.
0: no it's and like i said this is this is a song that like i this is probably my favorite of the three at this point in time i i think okay. and then it goes to run with jazz bundick and schoolboy q um not a ton to say on this track it's a little bit short which i think kind of maybe is my one gripe with it that it didn't have a schoolboy q verse but i guess it kind of makes up for it later on so yeah track listing, so whatever um being greedy with my schoolboy q verses i guess um you know and I, I but i do like the super dark high tempo almost like you know it really exudes a lot of anxiety this song um and tyler's high-pitched vocals give it almost like a halloween feel to it mm-hmm. Listen. Tones, synths in in the, in the background that really give it that nice contrast with the dark t- darker tones uh, and that high tempo, high intensity tempo. His flow is fucking super cool on this shit. Oh yeah, I dig it like big time. Even though I have no idea what he's saying, I and mean, yeah. <laughs> I have to go to Genius to even figure out what he's saying, let mm-hmm. alone interpret it. Um, gave me some almost like Denzel Curry slow tie psycho vibes. Like obviously. Okay. Like, far after this the song did but it reminds me a little bit of something like that um i just wish it was a little longer i really do actually i like the song i, I like how he constantly is going back and forth between dark light i know that's kind of like very um it seems a little bit amateur to say but i feel like that's really the truth where he kind of he's constantly goes back and forth with that whether it's in the middle of a song in the same song or if it's you know Song after song, he go. He's going constantly, dark then light, dark then light, dark then yeah. light. Never really like a progression from dark to light, like you would see maybe on like a taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Dark. dark however, he did it, but yeah. So that's really my thought on this track. Uh, okay. it's a track that I that I
1: totally enjoy. All right, okay. Now I definitely enjoyed it. Um, just listening to it, it kind of just gave me this very frantic kind of feeling, like you said, anxiety. That that's literally a perfect word to describe it but um that frantic feeling is also like assisted by that chorus where he's like run 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 you know what i mean but the thing is like my question to you is what is he running from because i think this i think this track like is important on this album just the overall context it's definitely important um and it even like i said
0: with even just the name of the next track right it makes sense that it would be very important um I don't know I mean I guess for me knowing him what what we know about him now looking back with a little bit revisionist history possibly running from like his sexuality running from who he wants to be as a person he was always kind of perceived as, as this wild boy and we almost get anything but that in a lot of his he's definitely a goofball but like in terms of who he is as a person he's very mellow in a lot of his interviews and a lot of the way in which he, he's totally mellowed out in the last few years I don't know that's a great question what, how, do, how do you feel about that um,
1: honestly I think he like you said he is kind of running away from like his sexuality but I think he's running away from like like his true desires and what he really really wants and we get that towards like song's in the latter half of the project. So I don't wanna like spoil anything right now, but we're definitely gonna come back up to this one when we like touch on those, so. For
0: sure. Next track, we got Find Your Wings with Ron Ayers, Sid and Kalyutis.
1: So how'd you think uh, uh, this track kinda came together? Dude, this song is amazing. I love this track from top to bottom. I love the instrumentation at the beginning um He just starts off just straight instruments for like what forty five seconds to like a minute fifteen something like that. I Sid didn't also say that again. Might even be longer than that. It might even yeah be half. It's, it's yeah, if yeah, honestly, I think it was a lot longer than that. Yeah, but Sid killed this, and Kelly. Oh my god, Kelly, which is oh my god. <laughs> oh she's so amazing man her vocals just never miss and i just love the different layers and i just like how her voice kind of just fills up every space every empty space in the instrumentation like it's just so full the song overall is just such a full track on all aspects it definitely
0: feels that way i i I totally agree i think that sid's additions to this song go undervalued a little bit because i agree i mean Uh i I praise caliucci's as well Uh um, but a lot of sid's backing vocals really are an anchor on this song and and make it give it that full feeling let alone even the instrumentation i mean there's so many things about this this song it's lush it's jazzy i mean it has got amazing keys and i think there's just a lot of Great moments in this song. It feels the song feels like it kind of comes together as a unison thing. You know what I mean? It very feels very communal.
1: Mm-hmm. In that
0: sense I I like it a lot, a lot, and I think that again, it, like it kind of shows that you know his back and forth right here between light, dark, light, dark. And again, I, I know that's really very kind of um, like very minimal to say like, a, like a, it doesn't really give it quite justice of what he's doing, but. You know, he kind of comes back with a much more lush sounding song here. I've always been a fan of Sid um, and the internet. They're, they're a group that, like, I've been, you know, into for quite a while. And, and they got some amazing songs. So I, I'm definitely into what not only Sid and Cali bring to the table, but, you know, Roy Ayers with a lot of the, you know, instrumentation. So I, I, I think this is a really great track. And it really shows Tyler's creativity, into the next album with flower boy like he, mm-hmm. this was the classic sound that he used on that whole album so yep. it's a highlight for me
1: yeah this is definitely a highlight for sure without a doubt highlight <laughs> and uh, that and that vocal pitch again that innocence it's still there it's all still there love the verse the first verse sid and tyler where as they
0: kind of go back and forth hey you what you doing and why you running I'm supposed to fly and take control because you're the pilot you can't swim. You're going to drown. The sharks are coming. The sky's your home. There's no limit, but you know you got to. Right? So he's yeah. questioning a lot of things right now. It's like, you know, he doesn't feel like the pilot in his own life is what I'm kind of getting from this. Like, you should have flown by now. This is your, mm-hmm. look at it from his standpoint. This is your fourth album. You know, let's yeah. go. Why haven't you found your sound yet? You know? Yeah, definitely a song that that I love. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. Even, all aspects. Sonic. Wonderful track. Definitely. The next song is the title track, Cherry Bomb. Um, go ahead. What did you feel about Cherry Bomb?
1: The title track. I, lo- I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, it's just some straight up rage from top to bottom. It's very dirty, super gritty. Um, and I also like the offset that Sid offers on here. It's like the perfect contrast because Tyler's going super hard, and then Sid just kind of calms things down, like you said. But this time there is a transition; it's not abrupt. I do
0: like the transition on this song, and he does add in some of these like runs, this like almost this loop of like EDM sounding music that's like mixed in. Almost, it really feels like a Death Grip song to me. Yeah, Uh, it has that aesthetic to it for sure. It's a little too much for me, man. It almost seems like to the oh. point, It almost sounds staticky in places, man. Like, almost for my liking. Like, I didn't care for the mix. Like, I I thought that... Like, I get where he was going. And I, I just think he did this better on Death Camp. And he did this a little bit better with Pilot as well. You know, with the megaphone, like, vocal effects. I, I thought he did, did that effect a little bit better. This one was a little too much for my liking. Um, I... I like the experimental aspects of it. For sure. And I commend him for it. It's not a bad song by any means. I just wouldn't see myself coming back to this
1: personally. I feel you. I I I get it, but I I just take it for what it is, and it's just Tyler in rage and the execution is perfect for me. He's literally raging and he executes it very well.
0: Yeah. And then he finally calms down in the end. I I, I definitely do like the second half because mm-hmm. it's a little audible for me. I can kind of understand when hear him a little bit better. Yeah. Personally, so this isn't like the again. This isn't the worst song on the album. Uh, that's actually coming next. But um, you know, it's it's definitely not one of my favorite songs for sure. Uh, you're giving me a look that I don't I, I, right now. So on this one too, with <coughs> blow my load. <laughs> Featuring Wanya, Morris, Dem, Funk, Austin Feinstein, and Sid. Um, I don't even know where to begin on this one. I'll I'll, I'll let you take the reins.
1: Now, honestly, it's a, it's the most strange sensual track I've ever heard in my life. So it's super raunchy, but the thing is, when when like when we listen to the production, like it's it's. In terms of that sexy aspect that a song like this is supposed to have, it has it. It has those climactic elements. It has that beautiful sample vocal in the background, but Tyler just does not know how to be seductive. He just doesn't. He has has no clue.
0: No idea. This is not the way to do it. First, (laughs) Um, This isn't the first time on the listing. I pause, I question, maybe there was even part of this album of the reason why I never came back to it, thinking back now, because it was almost too, like, raunchy for me, in a sense, but, I mean, it's just such an like you said, it's such an explicitly sexual song. Like, some of the bars here are almost laughable, like, it's, yeah. like, taken seriously. Yeah. But you're right, the, the instrumentation of the production almost warrants you for this, for you, or the, for the listener. To take this song seriously so the person like i i don't know I, I i don't know how to feel about this song i never have honestly i still don't know how to feel about it five years later the only thing i'm gonna say that needs to go and what where i just lose it with this song is the skit in the middle of the song yeah that is just like come yeah. on i don't need that i don't need to hear that bro yeah man it's not it's not for me um the, which is upsetting because the aesthetic it's a nice aesthetic it's not it doesn't it's sound. a
1: beautiful aesthetic it's literally the perfect like r esque but he ruined a kind of sensual song but he literally I don't, I don't i don't think he ruined it i just think he did it just the execution was not that good in terms of just his lyrics. Like he was rapping on this thing. I know. I know. Like, why are you rapping Tyler? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it,
0: every choice, like I said, from his, from his lyrics to the way he delivers the song to mm-hmm. skit in the middle, like, I, which I just can't get behind. Um, I don't need to hear like you could whatever him talking about it is one thing, but to then hear, you know, sexual noises in literally in the middle of a song. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't need to hear that. It's never been my thing when, when I do it in music. Uh, yeah. I, this is a skippable one. For me. <laughs> the aesthetic's great, but it doesn't save it by any means for me. Nah, it
1: doesn't. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't save it. <laughs> really. Oh, man. But Two Seaters much better for, for now, uh, especially topically. Uh, I've always been fond of this song. I like the, it's smooth. It's eclectic. It's jazzy. Uh, I like how he flows over the song. I think he's got a killer verse on the second half of it. I like the George Zimmerman line. I think it's clever. Oh. And obviously, you know, in the, the the climate we're in right now. Oh yeah, all the gorgeous backing vocals throughout. It, it's it's a nice song. There's like a lot of elements to it. There's some nice trumpets. There's some strings. There's some keys. I think it, it's it's all. I've always been a fan of the way that he delivered the first half as a being a more smoother r&b neo soul and then he kind of comes back and he shows off some lyricism and some bars here and uh you know i, I like the creativity with this song i think it, it it's uh even topically it's a little bit more mature um mm-hmm. coming from blow my load uh, <laughs> i don't i don't know how else it was. it was tyler so i'm not gonna go like too i'm not gonna get too out of control with that
1: last song but i don't know that's how i feel about yeah. Uh, it's like he's on the cusp of being mature, but he's still like, uh, I don't want to do it, but he's capable.
0: Well, we we've seen that he's capable now. I don't know. I just liked this delivery a lot better than I liked to blow my load. I thought the I thought it was like again the lyricism was a little bit more mature. Um, you know, I liked the the metaphor he used with driving in the car. I think who did that recently? Oh, it's I don't know if you know Boogie. Boogie, yeah on his album everything's for sale mm-hmm. um silent ride silent ride home yeah well, yeah yeah definitely there's definitely some parallels with that yeah
1: like yeah just, i didn't even think about it like that
0: yeah i don't know just 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 a kind of a parallel i i, I just thought of right now but just in things thinking about you know Two people in a the car, they're kind of, again, they're unsure. I mean, like the, when they're driving fast in the car, everything's great. You know what I mean? Like that moment, when they're living in that moment, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But like, you know, are they going to crash? Like, yeah. After the, you know, you have to slow down eventually. What happens when you slow down? Like, you know, in Silent Ride was a little bit like that too. They're kind of a little bit more different. It depicted like almost, uh, you know, two people in a car that maybe just got into a fight or, disagreed on something and they're kind of at odds and then you like how long and that ride can be
1: yeah You're kind and, of awkward it's like kind of awkward and just just a weird environment this this was definitely a, a better go for him yeah for sure and Sid's assistants too
0: uh, Sid Sid is just one of those artists man that is so undervalued Uchi's too both of them uh-huh. yeah amazing the two of them and Georgia Smith yeah three r&b artists that nobody gives enough credit that all have worked together in the past too but like they just i don't know they haven't gotten that that like that credit that someone like her gets right like grammy level you know what i mean yeah even though i think hers kind
1: of like generic but
0: that's what what i'm saying like i almost feel like if, if she can get to that to that stage why can't these three i don't know just 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 the thought there but the next track is The Brown Stains of Dark East Latifah, part 6 through 12, the remix, featuring Schoolboy Q. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think? I of love this track. I really like just the overall sound, and I like those sirens and how it has like this descending kind of sound. It's kind of like it, gets, it goes high and then it goes low and then does it all over again. And it's, it reminds me of the song Purge that showed up on Oxymoron. And then I, I did some more research and I was like, oh, makes sense, Tyler the Creator produced both tracks. So they well, kind of share that same element. It definitely, that, uh, has, Siren. Yeah, the, oh yeah, it definitely has Tyler's hand in it, no
0: doubt. Oh yeah, easily. hear that, it has Schoolboys in it too, because you hear that mm-hmm. like West Coast mm-hmm. in it too with some of the whinier synths that are put in here. Yeah, I mean the Beat Thumps, man, it, it's a great track, it's dark. Uh, my favorite of the darker songs on this album, I think for sure. Um, I like both, uh, you know, both uh, both rappers. I think they both bring a lot to the table on this song. I think that this track is
1: is definitely a highlight for me. I'm definitely a fan of this track. I just like the I just like when Tyler gets dark, and he he did it well on here, and he teamed up with Schoolboy Q. It's literally the perfect matchup. These two, they make good music together they the do they they definitely fit
0: well mm-hmm. uh, not only just their sounds but the way they deliver tracks or can um i think tyler has a lot more tools in his toolbox than Schoolboy does but for this type of song school boys really i mean there's not really that many better artists that i can think of historically even i mean yeah. the only other person i think would be on that i can think of off the top of my head that's on this type of level would be like old dirty bastard like Busta Rhymes you know what I'm saying like that can get where these two are sonically Sid on the is is again involved on this song not even she's she's uh on here as a recording engineer so she even's producing a little bit on here yeah so it's very interesting that Sid had such a hand in this album um because a lot of the sounds even wouldn't I wouldn't really kind of connect with Sid so it's very interesting that 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 part
1: to me yeah it is pretty interesting what is she like she's like more neo soul
0: much more much more neo soul yes uh she she's a part of the internet like I said they have like more like their 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 stuff's a lot more uh like you said neo soul even more like electronic dance even like they even get into those those way uh. that um, they had an album Hive Mind back in twenty. I want to say it was twenty eighteen.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: was really good, uh, but did not sound like this at all. There was a song called I want to say it was um, Burb uh, Burbank Funk or something like that. A roll like it's it's just like a yeah, it's a groovy neo soul vibe. Uh, but yeah, man, like I, it was interesting to see Sid synonymous with this song given the, just the nature of the track, but. The next song, "Fucking Young," perfect with Charlie Wilson, Chaz Bondick, Sid, and Caliutris again. Uh, you take it away on this one.
1: <laughs> I love this song.
0: You know, sonically, it's great. It's better than "Blow My Load." Song. I
1: love it sonically, and I love it in terms of the lyrics and the the kind of topic that he's kind of touching on on here i think this is one of the reasons why nobody likes this project because he's high key talking about pedophilia bro high key and that's he's high key talking about pedophilia but the thing with this song is there was never any ill intent he was never malicious he was always very aware and peep this bro like in terms of like biology like i'm not trying to turn into a scientist or anything and i'm not trying to defend people who touch children. Clearly no, clearly that's not what it's about. But when you hear um pedophilia, you instantly think about the victim and the negative aspects. This man is literally talking about it from the perspective of the person who likes someone who's a lot younger than him. Like I said, like biologically speaking, like women, the moment that they have a period, they are able to like procreate like give life. Yeah. But mentally they're not ready. In terms of their body, they're ready, but mentally they're not. Well, I
0: mean, again, I'm
1: again I'm just
0: (laughs) playing devil's advocate along with you. Like way not not obviously not in 2020, not even in this really generation. Mm -hmm. But I mean you want to talk about like old days, like I mean you want to go back to old fashioned Europe and like all these things. Like you know, people got married. I mean, look in Shakespeare's time, like even the yeah. Shakespeare's time, right? Like, you know, women, I mean, I know life expectancy was much shorter, so it's a little different, but yeah, it wasn't unheard of for a 20 something, young 20 something year old to, to marry a 15 or 16 year old. You know what I mean? It really, it, wasn't. it really wasn't, you know what I mean? So obviously this day and age we live in is way different. And, you know, I agree with you in the sense that like, there's nothing malicious about the song um maybe again i think i think this is part of the reason why i never quite came back to cherry bomb i just i think and now that kind of going back through this it was like a lot of themes like this or topics that he was talking about i couldn't really get all behind but i feel you the sonic aspect of it it's like 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 like, like, like you said it's, it's definitely perverted it's a weird song yeah
1: it's a weird uh, song But
0: you're saying, like, okay, I I think this almost feels like more of an accident. I know I'm not defending it, but just the way I'm like reading the lyrics, like, it almost seems to me like he didn't understand how young she was. And then he now he realizes it because the police are knocking at his door and he's like, yeah, just kidding. We, you're you're perfect, but we can't, we can't be together because you're too young. But it's, it's, it's definitely. I don't know. It it, th- it throws the, the listener for a curveball because it, it sounds very nice. It's the, the, the aesthetic's great. I, I don't <laughs> enjoy the song. Like, yeah, sounds. I just, the concept, I don't know. It's the, this song is better to go back to than blow my load for me. I don't know if that makes me better or worse. <laughs> like it it's not,
1: yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel you. But, but we, we have to be like just very mindful because it's like, what other artist is about to sit here and, and give you the other side of something that is seen as such a negative thing? Which uh, mo- most of the time it is negative. Most of the time it is. But this guy is literally coming from a place of, like I said, this guy is literally innocent. He literally had no clue he had no idea and he's like damn like when i'm 47 you'll be 41 when i'm 20 whatever you'll be you know what i mean like he's like telling he's like honestly like mentally we probably connect i like you you're probably like very mature for your age but in terms of society like we can't make this work like people are gonna look at me like i'm strange and he even said that on the on the um in the lyrics and it's like sheesh like that that that's something to just like I don't know it's just I just like the fact that he he was able to just talk about it because it's like now we're getting it from a perspective where there was absolutely no ill intent there at all it was not malicious at all right <laughs> he was super cautious yeah, you're
0: right he brings it up too like obviously as we get older these you know age really does become a number at past yeah.
1: It's weird because why can an 18 year old woman be with a 45 year old man? That's for me, that's strange. That is strange. Like, that's strange. But I mean, but, hey, when
0: you're at this though, when he says, an example, you know, when you're 21, I'll be 27. Like, that's not outlandish. That's not outlandish at all.
1: But six years ago, it was.
0: Well, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But to put- but then he brings up this point too, which I don't, I don't, again, like, I, I, again, this is more of like a devil's advocate song. In, in yeah. The of it it I, really I is. I don't, I don't buy, I don't sit here. I'm not buying the whole thing. I'm just, yeah, you
1: know, yeah.
0: But he even says too, that because it, he only, he's almost coming off like, because it's forbidden is why he's so interested now in the first place. Because he says, this is dumb. Because when it comes time for that one, eight, I'll probably run because I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, feel terrified of like having something real. So,
1: mm.
0: or maybe that's what
1: he's running from.
0: I don't know. But this feels real in the moment, even though she's young. I, I, I don't know. It's this again. A lot of these songs in this album have, <laughs> and it still does today. It's just a strange. It's a strange album, man. Some of these. Some of these. It's songs. a
1: strange album, but it's a necessary album because like i said name another artist who talks about this topic the super taboo subject from the other side no nobody. nobody
0: i don't know nobody anybody. nobody <laughs> it sounds like a stevie wonder song about pedophilia literally, yeah, literally. Uh, the creator
1: from the from the perspective of the not younger person <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know.: It's don't strange, know. bro, but <laughs> Tyler, that's just what he does. He's just weird. He's just a weird dude, and honestly, <laughs> I commend him for being brave and even trying it. like,
0: seriously. I mean, the fact that this somehow, we haven't talked about this very much. I don't know how much it was talked about when it first came out, but like, the fact that we're not still talking about this is kind of astounding, really. No, that-
1: nobody <laughs> talked about it. I remember it i don't remember anybody talking about nobody talked about this and i'm like i'm like this man just made a song about being with a little kid (laughs) and no one said anything (laughs) like all right i I don't know man doesn't sound like she's that little maybe i know she's not that little but she's like she's not 18
0: definitely no 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 yeah like commending it it's not like this choose five
1: though i mean yeah right,
0: <laughs> yeah you're true I'm true let's not even go down this road but <laughs> no i i totally i totally feel you it. it's, it's like crazy it's crazy man
1: i don't know i don't know how he how he got away with it but yeah like and also it's it's strange because i remember lil Yadis had the most strange bar he was like something about on on the song broccoli like something about shoot things up like columbine no one said anything i'm like i'm like this man's talking about columbine and he's not canceled like like tyler creator's not canceled right now my goodness this is crazy
0: apparently you can talk about pedophilia and the most
1: artistic way possible Art. art art it's crazy dude that shit is crazy wild
0: dude it's kind of I like how like rappers back in like the 90s just like basically admit to like murder on songs yeah <laughs> no, i think True. i think wasn't that a, wasn't that a skit on key and peel at one point when, i think so when, i think so yes when jordan peele's a rapper and like he's got a <laughs> record deal and it was just like or maybe they were in court maybe they were in, actually he was getting interrogated or something like that and then he used the the song and it was just like yo i killed him like i used <laughs> millimeter and i put it to his or whatever
1: i don't know i don't know it's just yeah that stuff is wild. but these are the these are the type of songs that that kind of challenge you like it forces you to look on the other side and not have like empathy but just to be Mm open-minded literally you know but yeah
0: no i I get it i get it i i I, it's not it wasn't I think if it was, if she wasn't depicted as 16 or like almost 18, you know what I mean? Yeah. Years old, however old she actually is. I don't think he actually ever says, but Mm -hmm. doesn't, she seems old enough to be able to be conscious and like, she's
1: basically a young adult. So she's not a freaking little kid. Exactly. But, but the thing is, he said, when you're 35, I'll be 41. When you're 27, I'll be 21. And this came out. 2015 and tyler was like how old is he 23 23 how old is he now he's like 28 27 oh so she was 17 then yeah like
0: he's <laughs> because he's 20 hold on i want to know how old he is i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up and this came out 2015 2015 so definitely five years ago so if you want to even use this logic right now we're getting so deep into this i love it though uh he is la 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 29 so he would have been 24 she's like 17
1: yeah yeah i feel yeah. you i feel you but it's like it's still it was like right under the rug again <laughs>
0: even even so, not that it's a pass but even so yeah <laughs> you know That's this? crazy. That's crazy Why to you can me. Go down the road. I don't I don't
1: know. In the I, worst part, well, not the worst part, but this is probably like what sonically one of the best songs on the project. Yeah. Which makes it even more just kind of like it's like, damn, Tyler, why'd you do it like this?
0: I know. <laughs> no. it's, it's amazing, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's something different, man. But man, as well. next track. Smuckers featuring our boy Kanye and Lil Wayne, uh, definitely a song, man, that I forgot about, honestly. And I don't know if I really, when I first heard this album, I don't know if it was because, you know, Blow My Load and fucking Young Perfect or in the last, maybe when I was first listening to this, they were two of the last three songs and that was just in my head. And at this point, I'm, I'm checked out from this album. Um, but if I, I don't remember this song, even so, being very uh like I found it memorable I almost found it being very forgettable mm. and just at first but coming back to it now it's actually grown on me in a sense like all these years later that have gone by I actually like it way more than I ever have uh to the point where I was like damn I like I don't know how I missed this song like it, I, I love the instrumental on this thing I think it's super cool I find it almost it's almost like a mix what I found it is I don't, I don't know what you think about this but it, I mean, it has a hand on it, but it also sounds like it almost like has a Carter three feeling to it, too. It kind of has... Yes! And that made me was like, okay, like, initially, not like, like when I was listen, re-listening to this album, like the last few weeks preparing for this, it made so much more sense to me now, like as a song. Like, I, I actually like this so much more now than I did five years ago.
1: Yeah, I think this song is phenomenal. It's- and the fact that he got Kanye West and Lil Wayne on the same track during 2015, during that time. What? Like, how did he do that? But um, I definitely like Kanye because this is the Kanye that we know. This is the Kanye that we love. Mm-hmm. This is that braggadocious Kanye West. I don't care about anybody, what anyone got to say. My ego's on high, high. This is the Kanye that we know and love. And yep. the production switch uh, towards the middle, of the song is wonderful because, like you said, it does have this Carter 3S sound on here. So it totally has that aesthetic
0: with it, no doubt. Uh, and I love the ending where Wayne and Tyler are trading bars. Oh, yes. Horns that are, and again, this is where less is a little bit more. I thought this song, mm-hmm. you know, it had a nice thick bass line. still had a nice some nice grooves to it and and it had a nice melody to it I definitely enjoyed this song so much more now and this is definitely a highlight I don't know how I ever missed this uh and how I kind of last five years sort of just dismissed this song uh really enjoyable song really Mm -hmm. one of one of the best on here and yeah man I, I think all three guys really kill it Wayne Kanye and Tyler all really bring amazing bars and verses and versatility with our flows it's i'm i'm yeah big fan of this
1: song oh yeah for sure
0: uh last two tracks our second and last track we have is he goes with pharrell and uh coco q um
1: where do you sit on this song i thought it was just all right that's really it um i didn't really i thought pharrell was gonna produce because if pharrell gets on your album now, he doesn't just give you a verse. He comes in with his sound, his production as well. But I didn't really—I get any of his aesthetics on here, which was kind of disappointing to me because I love Pharrell's sound. I love the, uh, the production that he has. But overall, I thought the song was just okay. There wasn't anything really that stood out to me at all. This
0: is the classic thing I've noticed with the Odd Future guys. They've all done this once. They waste a song with somebody that could be really great by pitching these vocals down so much or up so much that it drowns out. Even you can't even tell who's who Brock Hampton does this a lot. And I think there's a little bit more passable in the sense that it's really just kind of been their thing. And I think that they make it a little bit sound a little bit more melodic. Like Earl Sweatshirt did this on Doris with the song guild and Mac Miller. And, I've always wanted. I always loved, like, wanted Mac Miller and and Earl to like get together. I like when they have in the past. On that song in particular, you can't even. I mean, you know, it's Earl and you know when it's Mac, but it's so slow tempoed and so slowed, pitched down. Like, it's not even like a really enjoyable. It's just very like, very just
1: lethargic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just like this. Just okay.
0: And while the tempo and melody on this song is much better than that kind of than that track, that song mm-hmm. "Guilt" real sweatshirt, you know. And I, I do there are, there are moments on this song where I, I I came this this is one of the most interesting songs on the whole album to me because it's it's unique sounding and it's actually kind of kind of nice. Like I said, a nice cool melody and it, it does have a cool tempo to it. The issue though is the vocals, where like. It just, it gets this point where it's like, just give me your own vocals and Pharrell's vocals on, or give me a different song. This just wouldn't, this is, this just should have been better. You're right. With Pharrell, mm-hmm. it's been a better song or something different than what we got. And it's not like horrendous, but it's not, it's not something that I'm going to like really, really be focused on coming back to. We want to talk about a Pharrell Tyler song that is far better than this. Was off I fucking hate with uh, off Wolf. Was I fucking hate you? yeah that was that was phenomenal. That song's amazing. Mm-hmm. This uh, eh, I can get without it. Like the second half's a lot lighter and more eclectic, and it's a little better in my opinion. But this formula that he's used. It's starting to get a little predictable, given the track list. I'm just sorry. Like he's just done. I had the the same issue with this uh, with this um, old album, Paris, because they had the similar thing where I even I talked on this about this in the review, and then uh, the actual the um, the singer actually even confirmed it with me too, which is cool. But like they basically were like uh, this. It just was like a very slow build, and then heightened intensity right for like a like a, basically a climax and then a falling and that was like every song on the whole album except like one song and I yeah. feel like Tyler used this again that's not the same formula Tyler used but I'm just using an example of like Tyler uses this specific formula almost one too many times on this album to the point where it just gets super predictable so yeah I don't know I, I I'm I'm just a little bit confused
1: with this song I don't really know yeah. what Honestly, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know what purpose it serves. At least all the other songs, sonically or lyrically, there's some sort of purpose that each song is serving, whether it leads into another track or whether it connects thematically with another song. But on this one, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. Especially since you got Pharrell on here. What are you doing, bro? Like, That's why I'm saying it's kind of a waste
0: of a Pharrell feature. Yeah. You know? I just, I just didn't see it as something very, like a... I don't know a long lasting i mean clearly i've forgotten about it and and i i I still won't come back to it but i still come back to i fucking hate you because i I, Mm
1: -hmm. I, like so So i I feel that
0: but the last song here okaga california which is where he's from um basically depicting that he has to leave essentially um which is which is interesting so not a ton in here lyrically a lot of more the lyrics are much more felt like blended in with the rest of the production which is something i think he does a lot on this album and i think honestly uh with with this the way he uses this it's it's effective and i I think that that formula specifically you know fits this is like a good example of it where he uses the instrumentation really as the feeling of this song it almost feels like a new beginning like yeah This i mean bastard was really like supposed to be depicted as a um like a therapy session this definitely feels like more of a therapy session than i mean or as much of a therapy session as bastard did you know what i mean and then like yeah. and it's kind of like all right i've kind of come to this weird like piece where I kind of, I hashed out all the negative things, like all the bullshit and it's time for me to move on. I don't know. That's how I kind of, how how I kind of see it. He leaves like leaving some of like the worst parts of him in the past.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying for sure. Um, but this song too, I didn't really, it didn't really like hit me at all, to be honest. Sonic, I like this song. Yeah, sonically, he's good, but I feel like this is the, this is like, like we've been saying before on this album, I think sonically he was a lot, a lot better, but there are definitely a lot of themes on here, for sure, but um, in terms of depth, lyrical depth, he was still kind of shaky on some aspects, and I think on here, it was too it wasn't concrete enough to really understand where he was going, so majority of the time I just felt lost. <laughs> on yeah. this track, yeah, I mean, like I
0: said, I, I like the neo soul sounds. I think that that's like that's definitely a draw for me, just as a as a listener. This is one of those moments with the album where I tend to kind of be okay with, you know, the, again the washed out, drowned out vocals. Um, didn't feel that way as much on the earlier songs, but I feel better about it here. Uh, I don't know if it's because of the instrumental choices that he uses. It's a little bit lighter sounding. It's a little bit more freeing, uh, free-flowing. Free, free so I don't know. I, I, it, it leaves it off in kind of a questionable place. You don't really know where he's going. I'm kind of speculating, and, and I guess I'm, I'm using maybe revisionist history to kind of see, because I think Flower Boy was really, like, you could tell this is, like, he bloomed. Yeah. Blossoms. in flower boy like he really was mm-hmm. own, right accepted himself for who he was I mean we could talk about that song that album of course like all day long too but I'm just saying like with cherry bomb where it's now like looking back into, with a bird's eye view that's where I'm kind of running with it so I don't know I don't know overall uh, I don't know an, an album that, that is definitely that, that surprised me now with how much more i liked it now than i did when it came out so that is that's a testament in a sense um will i come back to it a ton probably not but i think there are songs now that i've forgotten about that i certainly want to bring back like a pilot like a smuckers so like the, there's definitely value in this album in terms of how the creator's projects full-fledged it's actually to be honest with you if i was to rank them it's probably be my least favorite still um but i understand it's necessary for what it is uh and who tyler became and who he has come into now but if i'm gonna rank tyler's albums right now just on just right now i'm probably going flower boy igor wolf goblin Bastard, and then Cherry Bomb's probably last.
1: Okay. Okay. Hmm. I wouldn't put it last just because of how important it is to his um, evolution. So I would go Igor, Flower Boy, Wolf, Cherry Bomb, and then the other two say like it's like a fight for the bottom, but it's not even like because they're bad albums but it's just, I just think that they're just pretty equal. It's your preference, yeah. Yeah,
0: Not, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, overall, it's, it's, it's a solid album. Um, what are your kind of lasting impressions on, on Cherry Bomb? Um,
1: I think that people most definitely need to give it like another shot. They definitely need to listen to the instrumentals on the project, for sure, before they go into the album. And they have to have listened to Igor, and then Flower Boy. And maybe, maybe, maybe Goblet or Ambassador, but probably not. Probably start from Wolf, work your way up, just so you can get a better sense of the evolution. Because cause Star The Creator literally had the best evolution f- uh, from any artist that we know in the last 10 years. Like I would certainly agree with that sentence.
0: Easily i I think that that is a sentiment that i I've even kind of said it in a roundabout way a couple of times on the show and off and on off off air too I, I think that Tyler has found his sound and mm-hmm. found the direction he wants to go in um, you saw him trying it out here. I agree with you I think that while the execution isn't there, this is an important album because it it really grew, it had a lot of growing for him just not only production wise but you know as just as an artist uh, really refining some of these these themes that you know that really come up a lot more in flower boy and igor so Mm -hmm. and a lot more there's more depth to them in those albums um cherry bomb leaves you guessing a little bit but maybe that was part of the point where it's like you didn't really know here maybe he didn't really know who we wanted to be until you know these last two albums and and there wasn't anything i wasn't as the direction didn't seem as concrete as a lot of his other projects. Like even with it, with, it, with bastard, like I could see the reasoning behind bastard. Uh, even at the time, I think it took five years for me personally to see where cherry bomb kind of f- fell in. Um, so I'm kind of glad, actually very glad that we did go back to it because yeah. it makes sense within the scope of the project. So yeah, overall, man, um, my favorite tracks, I'm probably going to go, I think, how many we usually do? Five? Three. Three. We do three. I'll go Pilot. I'll go Find Your Wings. And I guess now Smuckers, I probably at this point would have probably put Two-Seater, but that's probably fourth. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Smuckers. So yes. Okay.
1: Smuckers, Find Your Wings, and Pilot. Okay. I'm going um pilot for sure I'm going cherry bomb and fucking young slash perfect, okay, because of just the complexity and the and how bold he is in tackling certain certain taboo subject matters so yeah. no I, I I hear that strong kid
0: <laughs> honestly, seriously but yeah, that is our review of Tyler the Creator's Cherry Bomb. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, definitely not our favorite Tyler the Creator albums. But again, we see the really the point of why it was why it was there. I think we've kind of gone through that and, and really fleshed out fleshed out why. So yeah, go back and uh, listen to this album. Tell us what you think of this album. Uh, where does this album kind of rank on mm-hmm. you know, Tyler the Creator albums? Or your list of those. So yeah, give us give us those uh, those lists of your best to worst Tyler albums uh we what we have coming next we've decided we were going to let leave it up to the audience maybe we'll do that for like a bonus sixth one uh we think with what's going on in the world right now and uh given our platforms as music reviewers i think it would only make sense to go ahead and review joy Badass's all american badass from 2017 so that will be our next review i'm really excited to bring that album oh out. yes <laughs> get into the nitty-gritty and talk about you know the some details of going, things that are going on today and the parallels. I think that's going to be an amazing conversation. So I can't wait to break that album down and, and get and talk about that. Thanks for joining us on this episode of our album reviews. Uh, again, like I said, go back and listen to our other, uh, other album reviews. If you haven't heard them yet, uh, they are all available on YouTube and Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Odin's, thank you so much again for being here, sir. It's always a pleasure. Thank,
1: thank you for, for having
0: me. me. You got it. You got it. And uh, we're going to be back with another album review of Joey Badass, All-American Badass. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that as well. And I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Class is dismissed.